Bears beat right here on the radio voice for Kids Saying versus Gaylord. Cuts down! James, what a weekend. What a weekend. What a weekend for Kutztown and Kutztown Athletics. Wow. I mean, unbelievable. Field hockey, winning it all. National champions, Josh. First ever in Kutztown history. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Celebration tomorrow in the MSU, 11 a.m. Oh, we'll be there. I'll, I'll be there at least. Are you going? Yeah. Do you want to meet up in the studio or... I think a group of us are going, actually. Yeah. Me, you, I think Mitch is going, Jack. I think a whole group of us are yeah, going. This is a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. type of deal, but it's crazy we're in school while it happens. But I actually wanted to get into something if while we were going to talk about field hockey a little later is that this field hockey team that won it all is bringing back basically their entire roster except for, like, one or two starters. So what an impressive thing to do with a, such a young team that they can literally do this all again next year i think we can agree on the fact that psac dominates field hockey at the national level i mean let's be honest here yeah, you, into the final four it, it comes down to three psac teams ship us and east stroudsburg, uh, east stroudsburg. so and then in the final it's us versus east stroudsburg i mean it was basically a rematch of not this year's, but last year's uh, semifinal where Kutztown got knocked out by U Stroudsburg. It was it was literally a rematch. So I mean, dare I say it was icing on the cake that you beat the team that beat you last year in the national final. I mean, yeah. I well, mean, there's so much to talk about on this season. It was literally the path of revenge. Let's talk about how Kutztown <laughs> lost in the PSAC. Semifinals to Shippensburg. They avenged themselves against Shippensburg in the national semifinal. And you mentioned how last year Kutztown lost East Stroudsburg in the national f- playoffs, but a big key matchup early in the regular season East Stroudsburg beats Kutztown in a heartbreaking loss. And then Kutztown avenges themselves here in the national championship, the one that really counts. So, what a win for Kutztown! What a win for this entire community and campus. It just feels good to be golden today, Josh. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's. Definitely impressive. I mean, it, I I feel that like if you're a Golden Bear athletics fan, you can you cannot be not proud today. You have to have some sort some sense of pride that I mean the field hockey team won a national championship. I mean the best in the country, Josh. When you put that in perspective, like it's Kutztown, this little school in Pennsylvania. I mean, no one even knows where we're from. Like it's just crazy to think about. I mean, it's unbelievable to say the least. So, I mean, l- where do we start? I mean, let's talk about their season. I mean, we knew that they had a good chance coming in after you won all these games. I mean, your only loss came to East Stroudsburg 2-1 in the regular season on in September. Then you lost to Shippensburg 3-2. So, yeah, like I was saying, they literally lost to all these games. All, both of these teams leading to the national championship, the, and they lost to Shippensburg in the PSAC semifinal as well, but... They really won the games when it mattered most, and that's what the that's what makes the postseason for any sport so fun. You know, you those are the games that really matter. If you make it that far, you got to win the important ones, and they they definitely did. Oh yeah, March Madness is. I mean, I I, I hate to relate it to March Madness. No, but you're like, absolutely right. But like, I I feel like in March Madness specifically, the regular season doesn't matter. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what you were projected in. The in the preseason poll, the regular season poll. I mean, that doesn't matter at any point because, I mean, you know, there have been so many upsets in in March Madness and specifically the playoffs. So I mean, let's start 
with pace first round here at here at Kutztown yep. on November. I was at that game, November eleventh. Yeah, I I still feel bad I didn't go to that game because it was a chilly. It, it was Saturday cold. night. It was cold. Yeah. Following well, that was the same night that um the Kutztown football team won the PSAC championship. So pride was all over campus, and I was like, I wanted I wanted to show up for the team, and it was it was a really good game. It was a really good game. Two one. Two one. Yeah. Two one final, and uh, they pulled out with a goal in the in the fourth quarter. Um, yep. I mean, so, I mean, you beat Pace 2-1 here at home. I mean, it's a great weekend for sports, first of all, because not only is field hockey playing, but you have the football PSAC championship. You also have the soccer PSAC championship that same weekend, correct? Yeah, but Kutztown was not in it. They got eliminated the night before. Yeah, I mean. So, tough, tough, se- tough ending to a great women's soccer season. Well, maybe we'll touch on that later, but. Oh, I have a. I I actually have a point. If we get to um, talk about women's soccer, that I want to discuss pretty deeply. Yeah, if we tough can, season. For, but let's, yeah. let's 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 keep talking about this field. Yeah, let's. Team, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so you beat Pace two one. I mean, let's look at this box score quick. I mean, Brianne Crayley. I mean, she's coming back for her grad degree. It's 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 her grad season. Um, she was here when uh, COVID really came in, um, and everyone redshirted that season. So. Um, she's currently in her uh, graduate program, so I mean, she gets a goal 19 minutes in, and then it's Noel Noel M- Noel um, who gets a goal in about the 36 minute, and then it's Jillian Bookman. I mean, first of all, what a season she had! Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't ask more from your player. I mean, she scores in the 49th minute, and then after that, it's all over. I mean, just to back up my point uh, on um, Jillian Bookman, I mean. 22 games played, 8 goals, 4 assists, 20 points. I mean, it's you, you You genuinely cannot ask more from a specific player. I mean, genuinely. I mean, 20 points on the season. I mean, Brian Crayley, I mean, let's talk about the season she had. 19 points. Sarah Gatehouse, 19 points. Aaron Gonzalez, 19 points. Juliana Donato, 17 points. I mean, it's literally a team full of full of stars that should be built to take on situations like this. And they were built to win a national championship. And you said this team is full of star players, and it just seems like the whole entire PSAC is filled with star players. We're we talking about Shippensburg, each Stroudsburg. These teams are full of stars, too. And it's just crazy how all these little schools in Pennsylvania are filled with the best teams in the entire country. I mean, it really is unbelievable. I mean, I, I to come from a small town like we came from, I mean, we never even heard of field hockey. I mean, we knew it was at the bigger schools. I mean, yeah. I mean, Lee Heighton was the closest school to us that had it. And shout out to someone on our Kutztown team who was from the Lee Heighton um, field hockey team. But that's that's the closest school to us, I believe. But yeah, where we're from, field hockey, not a very popular sport, but still a lot of pride when it comes to your college winning the national championship. Absolutely. Quick announcement from the KUR Notebook. Want to join a fun campus club? Join KUR Fun Events, Great Friends, and an opportunity to play your favorite tunes away. Email KUR at Kutztown.edu. That's KUR at Kutztown.edu. For more information, this message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. I'm Josh Toot. And I'm James Munster. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on KUR 1670 AM, the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Field hockey winning it all. They are your 2023 national champions. After getting knocked out in the semifinal to Shippensburg, they beat Shippensburg in the semifinal. 
in the national playoffs. I mean, talk about ironic. That is unbelievable. And the same, and one thing to note, all three of the national games had the same exact score. Two to, two to one. Two to one. I did not think about that. You beat Pace two to one, Shippensburg two to one, and East Stroudsburg two to one. Two to one. I, I mean, just a good coincidence, honestly. But at the end of the day, the final score doesn't matter. All that matters is you got the job done because that, that win, that, that national championship is what you look at the most. Absolutely. And so, I mean, let's look at this game quick. So, I mean, you, you start out with uh, with back-to-back goals. Um, I mean, Shippensburg gets on the, on, on the board first with the goal, 8 minutes, 37 seconds in. Then it's Jessica Trainer. I mean, we didn't mention her name much, but, but I mean, she had a great season. Let's, I mean, in the 13th minute, she got a goal. And then uh, Mackenzie Kyle, I mean, she had a goal in the 57th minute in the fourth period. So, I mean... Talk about, uh, t- talk about. I mean, just stepping up when it matters the most in that fourth quarter. I mean, do you ever see what the football players do when it comes to the fourth quarter? They always put up uh, four fingers to. Yeah, uh, that means you're right. You, this is the end of the game. This is when you need to grind. This is when you need to really put your foot down and get need, this game going. You need to basically scratch and claw for that win. So I mean, you you, you get you get two goals right there, but I mean. I mean, it was just another coin- a coincidence, uh, James. That I mean, they got that they got you know two goals to one in both of these games. But I mean, let's look at the defense real quick. I mean, because what's my what's my famous saying? You know what it is. I mean, you love defense more than anything. And I I, I was gonna actually mention this too. Um, Kutztown's field hockey goalie, Mai Kepler, um, in the national championship game, she played a crucial role. Crucial role in this win for Kutztown. Um, she made five saves in this game. And l- let me tell you something. When I was at the game against Pace back here at home a couple a, a week ago, she was making some incredible saves too. And as a field hockey goalie, that is not an easy task. You're, you're really trying to go against a really s- tiny ball against a bigger goal than you'd actually think. And that is a hard thing to do. Absolutely. We have a visitor in the studio. We do. Hi, Mitch. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. You always always get surprises here at KUR. A lot of people coming in, and stay tuned as we will talk about the recap of Kutztown versus Virginia Union. I'm not really sure what that was. I have no I, idea what just happened. I have no idea. I've <laughs> never <laughs> once experienced that. That was, I mean, there are just, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to get off really a little bit off topic here. There are just some moments, and we could tie this back to sports here. We can tie this back to sports. There are just some moments you never expect, and I, I think that might have been one of them. Okay, let's let's get back on topic here. So, right. so we were mentioning so, that. Yeah. So we're I, okay. Let me get one, off topic one more time. Jimmy Torbergler, not gonna lie, James, he disappointed me. He disappointed me. I thought East Stroudsburg was gonna take the win against the Rock, but I. I, I, he, he did not, he did not help me out. But uh, yeah, well, going off what you're saying, we were talking about how we made predictions for the, yeah. for our region in D2 national playoffs. And 
we broke down each game. You picked East Stroudsburg to beat Slippery Rock. We know that was not the case. Uh, I don't even want to talk about that, but we're going to have to talk about it. I know. I I, I was... <sighs> I mean, I, I personally didn't think Slippery Rock could rebound that quickly from a game like Goodstown, but they did. I mean... I mean, hats off to them. They move on. They live to survive another week. But, I mean, James, you already mentioned it. I mean, uh, you're averaging a half a goal per game. I mean, 11 on the season, you give up. I mean, you you really can't, I don't think James can ask for a better season than that. I mean, you're averaging a half a goal per game. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good number. And I would say, James, throughout all of these team seasons, defense has been a crucial role, not just in football, not just in field hockey, soccer as well. So I think Kutztown lives and dies by their defense. I, I, I'm going to have to agree. I agree a hundred percent. And I mean, me as a person who loves defense, I love it. I mean, defense wins championships. I mean, you have to score to win, but defense is the reason that you stay on top. I mean, it really is because if you don't have good defense, the game could be 6-6, you know, when it should have been 2-1, like, like you know, the national playoffs for field hockey. But, I mean, ultimately you get a win in your first two rounds against Pace Shippensburg, and now it comes down to the, the, the final game of the Maw. So, I mean, it's a Sunday, November 19th yesterday, a 1 p.m. start. And that it's up in Manchester, New Haven. New Hampshire, correct? Yeah, it was a it was a really far distance. I mean, first of all, how cold is it up there? Because uh, <laughs> that, that's like the northeast. Any, yeah, anywhere in the northeast nowadays is very cold. I mean, even here in Pennsylvania. But I mean, I guess that could take a factor in to when you're out there in the cold. But honestly, I think it just comes down to who has the, who is the who has more grit when it comes to everything. I definitely agree that there are external factors in any game in in the sport of field hockey, football, whatever it may be. But, I mean, it's just about whatever it takes. And, I mean, not to mention, too, I don't think anyone thought Quidstown would get this far. They, I don't, I don't think anyone thought they would get past the semifinal round, and they did it. So I, I feel like they did have a, a mission on their mind to win it all. I mean, you did the unthinkable by beating Shippensburg. No one thought you would do that. So... I mean, just to prove one more point, go out there and win a national championship, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, they were they were the underdog going in. They were one of the, they weren't the favorite to win the national championship coming in, but this was a team of destiny. They knew what they needed to do. They went in to Shippensburg, de- de- defeated them, and then went up to New Hampshire and handled business against East Strasburg. It's just a team of destiny, and I think this is a perfect transition into our football talk because this might be a team of destiny themselves, as we are looking at. Absolutely. We're going to quickly just dive into this East Stroudsburg game before we step aside, take our first break of the hour. So, I mean, Leah Parker, I mean, first of all, let's talk about her real quick. I mean, for East Stroudsburg, she had a a great season. I mean, unbelievable. She was one of their big leaders. I mean, I mean, I watched her when Kutztown played East Stroudsburg, and and she was a big factor in in why they went so far, I think, James. So, I mean, she gets on the ball, uh, the, the board, excuse me, early. I told you, James, we're going to mention her name one more time. Jillian Bookman coming up with another goal in the third period. Then in the fourth, Greenlee McGee coming up with another goal. I mean, it's an unbelievable team, unbelievable, and probably the only time that 
we're going to see in our time here that Kutztown wins the national championship. Well, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, this team is very young, and they are bringing, at, bringing back basically their entire roster for next year. So I would actually not be surprised if this team goes back-to-back for next year so and it just proves my point that the PSAC is just a, a dominant conference specifically for field hockey I mean it in the final four that's three out of the four teams that are left in it are from the PSAC I mean and it just further proves my point that the PSAC is a tough conference to play in it it, it just is and the stats are there the numbers are there so I mean, it is what it is. It, I mean, there isn't an argument that the PSAC isn't a tough conference. It just is. But, James, great conversation. We, unfortunately, though, what time is it? We have to take our first break. But coming up, recapping football. We're going to do this next week. And look into soccer. You're listening to the Bear Feet right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. Carol Kutztown, stay with us. James, what are we listening to? The Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown on the Bears Beat. My name's Josh Two, And I'm James Munster. James, great weekend of Golden Bear Athletics. Very good weekend. Absolutely. Multiple wins and a loss. We'll talk about the loss if we have enough time. Yeah, well, but women's we, soccer we just coming recapped, up short. We just recapped our national championship field hockey team. Now it's time to dive into Here, bef- our... Before we get to football, just I want to promote the um, celebration they're having tomorrow one more time, if you don't mind. So at 11 a.m. for Kutztown University students, or if you're in the area, they're doing a celebration of some sorts for the field hockey team in the MSU. Um, 11 a.m., free hot chocolate for the first 100 people, I, th- I think it was. So um, you can get your picture with the trophy. Um, you can meet the players, meet the coaches. Um, it's going to be a great time. That's going to be in the McFarland Student Union building. KUR will be there. I know myself. I'm going. James, you're going, I think, correct? Yeah. Um, a couple other guys are going. I think we're going to make it like a like a group trip up upstairs, I guess. It's not that far, but, I mean, it's still considered a trip, but... Anyway, that's tomorrow, 11 a.m. I So right now we're trying to get uh, the other two gentlemen that are on our sports broadcast on air, but unfortunately we're having some technical problems. Uh, not really sure why, but we're definitely going to get them on. But, James, I mean, first of all, uh, not not only did field hockey dominate this weekend, football did as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Kutztown – wait, am I, is my mic on? Yep. <laughs> all right. Kutztown versus Virginia Union. Um, yeah, dominant performance for Kutztown all around. So let's dive into that game right now and how – my predictions didn't go so well. I went one and two on the week. One win was the Kutztown prediction. I got that one right. New Haven, they also broke my heart. James, they broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. But they I almost th- they almost pulled that one out from the end. That was th- that was a high scoring game. Do you, you see the final score it was like fifty five to like forty six? Yeah, that was. I think it was. I mean, it was. It was. 
an offensive show. I mean, it was impressive to say the least. New Haven had a great season in ball. Ultimately, they go home round one. Stroudsburg goes home round one, and Virginia Union goes home round one. So let's dive into that game real quick. So, I mean, we, we thought it was going to be a, a tough game for Kutztown. We thought it was going to be an absolute showdown of two great schools. A game of defense. I I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, I yeah my prediction was like 14-10, I think I said. But, I mean, I was completely wrong. I was – I mean, it, it, the prediction got – the prediction literally got wrong at the end of the first quarter. At the end of the first quarter, mind you, I, yeah. I don't. I don't think you ever see a prediction go wrong at the end of the first quarter. I don't think, I, I, or at least my predictions haven't. But I mean, let's dive into this game real quick. So I mean, Judd Novak. I mean, he needed to have a big game. There was no other way around it. We knew that he would have to have a tough game to say the least. We would would have to have a big game. Um, and he stepped up. I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about the first quarter. So I mean, Kutztown gets the ball to start. I mean, uh, Virginia Union wins the toss to first to the second half. So I mean, Kutztown's offense gets out of the field. Now, James, you may know very well that Kutztown's offense it does take them some time to get started. We've seen that all season. Not this game, though. Not this game. They put up points. Right away. I mean, the first three drives resulted in a touchdown. I mean, so, I mean, the Daryl Davis-McNeil one-yard run for for six. Then it's Mekhi Gibson, an eight-yard run. Then it's Luke Sasbo that returns a punt. That's that's 21 points right there. And, I mean, that's just the start of the game. Well, they scored the first 28 points of the game, Josh. It was 28-0. Like you said, three touchdowns on their first three offensive possessions and a blocked punt fourth touchdown they were literally dominating on all three aspects of the game I mean most coaches say that at the end of the game but they truly did it they didn't let Virginia Union get in get one first down the entire first quarter their offense was perfect no um stops on offense every touch every possession was a touchdown and of course special teams the punt return I mean it was the most flawless quarter of football you could have asked for no doubt about it I mean it, it was a it was a quick start I mean it was over right before it started basically i mean you put virginia union right on their heels so let's let's mention this i mean we mentioned this last last show um james i mean virginia union they came in before this game as the best rushing defense in the country i mean they were nationally ranked number one they averaged 37 yards per game and that was our big note not only on our show but on the pregame show for our KUR coverage was that how would the run game be affected by Virginia Union's run defense, and I mean, it, it was just a quick start. I mean, the yeah, the um, Kutztown's run attack was not stopped at all by Virginia Union. They literally ran for 210 rushing yards, which was one of the highest on the year. And Daryl Davis McNeil had himself a day, um, rushing for 99 yards to put him on the all-time rushing list at number four. And he's only a couple yards away from breaking current D- Detroit Lions running back Craig Reynolds. So, Daryl Davis McNeil, I mean, he's having himself a, a career. He's had himself a career. He's having himself a season. And he is the main vocal point that's really leading this offensive ta- offensive attack for Coatstown. Absolutely. He's having a, a great career for 
cuts down. He's about ready to break the record. But James, unfortunately, we are going to have to take one more quick break for a traffic report. We'll be right back in about 20 seconds here on KOR. No accidents in the Lehigh Valley on 22 or 78, Berks County on 222 or 422, Schuylkill County on 209 or 309, Carbon County on 248 or 443 or on the Turnpike. For the latest traffic information, download the 69 News Traffic app or go to WFMZ.com. After that quick traffic report, we're back here on the Barry Speed. My name's Josh Chu. And I'm James Munster. So, I mean, you just mentioned about Daryl Davis McNeil getting ready to break the record. I mean, we talked about how Virginia Union's defense, we thought, would stop the run game in total, but not one bit, 210 rushing yards for the Golden Bears. But, I mean, even the passing game was better than Virginia Union's. 157 passing yards. Novak went 8 for 18. His average was 8.7 after completion. He threw for two touchdowns. I mean, so even if Kutztown didn't have the run game fully involved, all they would have needed was either a field goal or a touchdown to win. I mean, it would have been a 17-14 game, a 21-14 game just through the air and maybe an extra, a field goal and a rushing touchdown, and that would have been it. I mean, I honestly think the rushing game for Kutztown is what really was the, what really was the engine for Kutztown. I mean... Judd Novak had himself a good game. Don't get me wrong. 157 passing yards and two touchdowns. But here's something that is really shocking to me. He did all that on only eight pass completions. That literally means two... That means one-fourth of his pass attempts were for touchdowns. So you think about this, Josh. Eight completions for the entire game. That basically means they ran down the entire field and only really in the end zone they were throwing for touchdowns and he was making those passes. So I would honestly say that... Daryl Davis McNeil deserves so much more credit to be put against this nation's top defense and just plow through them to really allow this redshirt freshman Judd Novak to really only have to make simple throws in the red zone. And, and I mean, you you basically hit the point perfectly. Eight I mean, pass completions—that's crazy. I mean, it's not—it's not high. I mean, it's the run game is fully involved, and I mean, what I think they were trying to do was get that run game fully involved. Then go to the air. I mean, it's it, normally we see them hit the air when the drive the drive is in full momentum, and you know you're on a first and ten. Uh, Jeb will hit the air um, with a, a longer pass. Um, normally, you know who I've seen his favorite target is very recently. Mackay Gibson. Not even Mackay Gibson. I would put his name out there. Luke Sasbo as well. Luke Sasbo. I mean, only a red, he's another redshirt freshman. I, but I mean, he's making some big plays for Kutztown, and his name doesn't get talked about too much. So I mean, Luke Sasbo is having a great season for the Golden Bears. I mean, I mean, he he had zero catches last game. Okay, but sometimes James, the stats don't say enough. I mean, I mean. No, not I think all, Curtis Ravenel and Makai Gibson are his favorite targets. I would I would say th- I would say those two as well. But if he can get Sasbo involved as well, he will. I mean, I he, I mean the stats aren't there, but I mean he does make some big time blocks that help set up these big plays from McNeil, Gibson, Ravenel, and I mean sometimes the stats don't tell that James. So I I mean, but I mean it, it was a game that we thought was going to go down to the wire. I, I even thought, what was your score prediction? Like 20-14. to 20-14. to 14. I, I said 14-10. Um, 
I was completely off. I, I wasn't even close. 38-14. I, I mean, I was close on the Virginia Union score. I didn't think they would score a second touchdown. More or less, they would go for um, a field goal. Um, but one thing I want to note about them as well is, I mean, we thought Jada Byers would have a big-time game. We thought he would rush for all these yards. And not to mention, I mean, he ran for 1,000 yards this season in only nine games. So that was our biggest indicator of why we thought he was going to have a, a big-time game. But, I mean, Kutztown limited him Yeah, Jada, By- Jada Byers is Virginia Union's superstar on the offense. I mean, they really run through him. And he still had a good day, 20 rushing attempts for 102 yards. And a touchdown, so he he was still the vocal point, but didn't end up getting the win. But we knew this is the one player on the Virginia Union offense that Kutztown really had to stop to get the job done. And Jada Byers was just completely shut down by this Kutztown defense. Um, they really, <laughs> we thought Virginia Union was going to shut down Kutztown. I was literally completely flipped, which was so funny going into this one. But yeah, like you said, we needed to shut down Jada Byers, and the Kutztown defense came up when they needed to absolutely and and one of the things that I, I i i liked about that game is how they shut him down so quickly i mean he did get 100 uh, 101 uh yards he did lose a yard um but his his game was 102 he lost a yard that's an averaging a five yards per carry and rashard jackson i mean that was uh that was another one of those running backs that we talked about previously going uh on our pregame show I mean, he had 38 yards on the day. That's averaging for six yards a carry. Uh, Christian Reed, he was another. He was one of those big time. Um, he, I mean, he was their quarterback, and but I mean, he had a great season. Um, through the air, 16 for 26, threw for 123 yards, as long as 23. Did not throw for a touchdown, however. Um, but I mean, still, that's that's a that's a respectable stat line, I would say, James. But I mean, their only two touchdowns came through Byers and um, a blocked punt. I mean, both teams uh, traded a blocked punt, so I mean, it's it's one of those things where, yes, this was a great win, but we need to look to these areas where I mean, we allowed buy they allowed buyers to rush for 101 yards, they allowed Reed to throw for 123. Those are respectable numbers, but we uh, uh, 123 passing yards. I think they did really good through the air. I, I mean, I, I I would say as a defense, we need to start limiting those as, mu- as much as possible. And, I mean, it's just – it's not discrediting anything. It's just saying we got to get better each and every week, James. I Obviously, every team has to get better each and every week. But to hold a quarterback to only 123 passing yards, and whether you think about it or not, like we mentioned, Kutztown was up big early. There's There's probably a lot of those – passing yards are coming in garbage time when the game is already put away. So I think Kutztown's air defense did what it needed to do early, and the passing yards are a bunch of fluff in my opinion. I I do have to agree with you there, James. I, I didn't actually think it, think of that in that perspective. But, I, I mean, it, so, I mean, that was pretty much all Virginia Union did. I mean, they they had that one touchdown through Byers, a, a block punt return for a touchdown. One thing to note as well, if you watch them on film, they they normally uh, like to uh, blitz on on the punts. So I once once the ball was snapped and they had about I would say about six seven Virginia Union players in the backfield right near Millard. It was probably not going to end up well, but I mean they returned it for a touchdown um, in the first half, and then you had that touchdown from Byers in the second. Um, I mean 
obviously not ideal, but you, you take what you can get, I would say, James. It was an overall great game played by Kutztown. I mean, but looking into that and the end of the first half, James, what it, the biggest question I had is, for Kutztown, what do you exactly say to your team? Like, other than that blocked punt, I mean, they did everything perfect. I think you just got to say, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, that sounds simple, but, like, you can't let up to a team that's 13th ranked in the country, best nations, the, the best defense in the nation. You you cannot let your foot off the gas pedal. You got to keep grinding on, in every aspect of the game. I know when teams go up like this, they they, stored, they sort of, like, not try as hard because, like, we got this big lead. We're not going to go as hard as we have been going. But at the end of the day, anything is possible, and they really just stuck to it and they ended up finishing out the game with a 38-14 to win. Yeah, I mean, and I, I agreed with you. I think it's just play four quarters. I mean, that's been a, a, a one of the worst habits of this Golivere football team, and I don't think there has been many. But that's one of them. I mean, they take off the third quarter, and we did see that. But instead of the third quarter, they took off the second half. I mean, only a touchdown in the second half. That That is not ideal. I mean, yes, I get you. You put up 35 points in the first half, right? But you only got a field goal in the fourth quarter, and that was it. Not, not even. You didn't see the touchdown. You didn't see the end zone at all. So I mean, I, I feel like this week of practice, it's just the the biggest focus point. I would say, James, is just playing those four quarters. I mean, it, it's it's that is definitely right. They really stat padded the first quarter, and this, like the whole entire first half, and really w- was quiet on offense in the second half, but. Part of that was just going into more of a defensive mode, just hold your lead. and But you're definitely right. Maybe they could have put on a couple more touchdowns just to really seal the deal. But for things go, for how things have been going for this Kutztown team, I think there's nothing really bad to be looking at. I think Jim Clement should be so happy with how his team has looked. Oh, he definitely he is. Can. I mean, you, I mean, you didn't I, – I don't think any – we mentioned this time in and time out, but, I mean – I don't think anyone thought that Kutztown would be still playing. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I didn't think that, but I mean, these Golden Bears—they never failed to not impress. I mean, they're, they're this football team is a special group, and I mean, they have a chance to go to at least the Final Four. But James, it's a great conversation we're having, but it's time for another break. Coming up after the break, we're gonna bring in our broadcast team. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley, myself, to talk about this past week of Division II football, recap, and look ahead. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. KOR, stay with us. Bears Beat right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Bears Beat. Right here on KOR. I'm Josh Toot. And I'm James Munster. I, I actually thought like that was like a... Like a... Feedback thing? I can start singing this. Ready? Welcome to the Jackal. We got fun and games. Turn my mic on. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got two special guests with us: Mitchell Smedley and Jackheim. I I wouldn't Jack, say I, I wouldn't say special guests. I would just call them special guests. We are so, the people whoa, that can find whoa. whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. So welcome, welcome to Bears Beat Boys. We are the gonna jungle. 
<laughs> we are going to recap the Division Two bracket, and me, Josh, and Jack did some predictions for the games of Slippery Rock and East Stroudsburg, Charleston, and New Haven, of course, Kutztown versus Virginia Union. We're going to recap some of these predictions and okay. look forward to some of our future predictions. Can we just get to uh, the Slippery Rock East Stroudsburg game right away? I, I'm I'm done thinking about Boring. it. Boring. Yeah, uh, Slippery Rock wins this one pretty easily, 45-14. to 14, And that is what me and Jack easily predicted. We want to hear from you, Josh, who why wrongly you, why predicted would you pick East Stroudsburg. East Stroudsburg dude? Well, let's, just, let's give Josh the floor to he okay, thought East okay. Stroudsburg would win. Okay, so I thought because Slippery Rock got embarrassed in Kutztown that I don't think they could have easily rebounded, but they did. They they proved me wrong. And I thought East Stroudsburg was going to be give them a better competition, but obviously did not. 45-14, Slippery Rock moves on. I mean, East Stroudsburg, I mean... Rookie mistake. I mean... Come I, on. I, I, Come on. I, I, I feel like, though, you at some point do have to, like... I don't know... Pick an underdog, and I think, I think me and Jack, uh, picked this perfectly. You p- East Strasburg was one of the easiest picks for you to make because it was a win-win situation. If East Strasburg beats Slippery Rock somehow, you have, you're sitting on the throne saying you made that extreme prediction. But if Slippery Rock beats East Strasburg like they just did, you're just sitting here now saying, oh yeah, that's what everyone else thought. Like I was just going for the underdog pick. I mean, it was a win-win situation for you. I mean, so it was soft. No, I wouldn't say that, but like. Imagine if East Stroudsburg would have beat Slippery Rock and, like, I would have, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought it would have been a closer game, but it obviously was not. It's okay, Josh. 45-14, Slippery Rock beats East Stroudsburg. They move on to see Tiffin. Who you got in that matchup, Josh? We'll get there. We gotta we'll, we'll get there. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, man. Let's talk uh, okay, about... Okay, so on this next game, Charleston-New Haven, me and James were both wrong. I don't know what Jack was thinking, but I we should have thought with him, James, on that one. I mean, he, he Charleston takes the win, 52-44. We talked about this a little bit. That was a game just full of offense. There wasn't even no defense involved. I, I'm not even sure. And shout-out to Jack. I think he mentioned in his prediction that Charleston has put up some of these high-scoring games and I think he was spot on with his prediction here. Me and you, of course, went with the underdog pick in New Haven, but he was spot on there, Jack. Do you have any words to say about that? I mean, look, this is one of the best offenses in the country. They've put up 50 points now, I believe, on six different occasions. You don't think Colorado School Minds has a better offense? I said one of the better offenses in the country. Okay, I, I thought you said the best offense. I was about to no, say you def- okay. No, Col- no, Colorado School Mines definitely definitely takes the cake okay. in that category. <laughs> Soldier, uh, by the way, Central Missouri also has a crazy good offense. Uh, the Mules, uh, they're in the second sub-region of the bracket, I believe. They won their opening round game convincingly. They have a dynamic offense as well. They're going to be playing, I believe, Harding yes. uh, this next weekend. So they James are also Harding? a team. They are a team to look out for as well. They might be the four. They won their opening round game 56-14 against Henderson State. That is a offense that is so high-powered there in Central Missouri. The Mules, uh, look out for them. But back to back to Charleston. Look, this is a group that, again, their offense has been dynamic all year long. Average 45 points. I saw New Haven only around 22. Uh, and the defense was there for New Haven, but Charleston being at home, I, a lot of the factors for me stuck out to, to take the Golden Eagles in that game. I want to point out, Josh, I had uh... – Slippery Rock, Charleston, and, and Kutztown were my picks. I know they weren't on air, but those were my picks. Oh, easy for you to say. No, I swear. I swear. I, I don't oh, lie. That's what they I, I, don't I don't know about that. I swear. Dude, I talked to you, Jack, about it. Talked to you on the phone. 
Are you going to hang me out to dry on live air? You didn't do it on air, so they don't count. This week, I have Tiffin and I have Kutztown. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, we'll let you elaborate on that. Ooh, I'm just know. putting it on air, just okay. in case. Okay, let's let's talk. I mean, Kutztown, Virginia Union, Kutztown, convincingly 38-14. I think we all predicti- predicted Kutztown in this one. I think Kutztown we won. We rolled them over. Kutztown won this one more convincingly than we all thought, but at the end of the day, we all went three for three on this one, but... Jack wins the first round easily, going three for three on all his predictions. So. Mitch would have as well. <laughs> Mitchy, Mitchy, uh, asterisk over Mitchy here. Mondays over here. Mitchy Mondays. <laughs> all right, guys, um, it's your show. Do you want to do you want to break down this Kutztown game or we already did, did you already do that? We already did that for about twenty minutes. Okay, so well, I have. Let's a, ask uh, you guys. Then. Do you two have any? Well, I had words? A, I had one thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, you got. You guys definitely say what you ha- what's on your mind. Me and Josh give our thoughts on the game. So, so you switching two go gears it. a little bit, and then I'll get back to football. But um, wait, what? Well, switching gears a little bit. I wanted to talk about our Golden Bears uh, women's basketball. Um, <laughs> okay. Because I was in a, <laughs> I was in attendance for their game against their win against Georgian Court comeback. Um, and I was there, Josh, you know, I, I was watching my, uh, and Jack, you were there too. I was watching my, uh, my own sister on the court, which was really cool. So yes. I just wanted to shout out, um, you know, for that, that was a really cool thing. Uh, she played well, got cheated by the refs, but that's okay. You know, they, they went from winning by a lot to losing a tight race and that's okay. But it was, I was, you know, super proud of, uh, watching her and. You know, watched her grow up. Go. Uh, I, I remember. Grow the, up. I remember watching the very first day that she decided to go out for intramural basketball. We were playing outside. It was raining, and uh, our next door neighbor played, and she was telling Chris about it. Chris goes, "Mom, I want to try out for basketball." Just out of nowhere. Whoa! Did you hear that? <laughs> I did. I didn't touch anything. Are you um, going to take the sob story up for the rest of the show? No, no. That, that's <laughs> all. I just wanted to say congratulations to the uh, women's basketball team but also congratulations to my little sister okay, okay. let's okay there let's hear about Kutztown football yeah yeah back to Kutztown football I mean what they did they did exactly what I wanted them to do uh, which was start off with a couple uh, drive kickstarting uh, longer intermediate passes you know 15 20 yards I believe Makai Gibson had one on the opening drive um, and that really so the thing with Virginia Union was their run defense was so good but when you start passing well, when uh, Judd Novak shows them that they have to respect the deep ball um, because we have multiple ways to beat you, it takes some of that punch out of the uh, out of the run defense. It makes them sit back a little more. And then you were able to see Kutztown, what do we have, 220 yards of rushing? 210. 210, that was right there. 210 yards of rushing against one of the best rushing defenses. That's pretty cool. So it was domination in all facets of the game. Each team had a blocked punt, which was crazy. Um, but this was 21 nothing by the end of the first quarter. It got out of hand, and Kutztown's defense was able to make uh, Virginia Union one-dimensional for the most part. I mean, they still kept trying to run the football deep into this football game, if you guys remember, even down so many points. It just wasn't enough. It's their bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, and they, they tried to go with what got them there, but it wasn't enough to overcome that deficit at any point. This game wasn't in doubt after the first quarter. Look, I'm going to say one thing and one thing only. If you're playing the Golden Bears – Buckle up, strap in, and the boys up front are going to have to be physical because they're coming to play. The ma- the yeah. guys in the trenches, they are going to be mm-hmm. relentless all day long. You might be more talented than this Kutztown team, but you're not going to be more physical than them. You are not going to outwork them. The offense and defensive line of this Golden Bears football team, uh, they're, they're grown dang men, uh, and, and they show up week in and week out, and they bully you. They're physical. 
Uh, we've seen that through the course of the season. It's absolutely incredible, especially these last two weeks. Physically wore down Slippery Rock, and they physically laid it on Virginia Union. Charleston, buckle up, because the Kutztown Wagon is rolling in this weekend. When's the last time this team allowed a sack on Novak? Wow, I didn't even. I think about that. I don't even know. Uh, like, probably and, not. And a there was probably one like, random even, sack. I don't even the think they had the a negative loss of rushing in that yeah, game either. No. Like, when's the last time Kutztown did? Has Kutztown allowed multiple sacks in a game? No, not that I remember. Like this offensive line, we don't get enough. We don't give it enough airtime. This offensive line has been outstanding. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially I'm with I'm a rookie s- quarterback back. I'm then. on the same page with you, Mitch. I I I don't think the offensive line gets enough credit. But boys, we do have to keep the conversation going. We only got about seven minutes. One more game I do want to quickly touch on. I mean, a former, uh, uh, not a former, uh, PSAC school was also in the bracket. Uh, Shepard. How we doing, Shepard? Shepard. Hey. Little Ryan, 63, Shepard, 17. They go home round one. So, What's the Shepard mascot? Rams. Rams. How about them Rams? Yeah, Lenore Ryan. <laughs> See, I, I just want to point out really quick to all of our listeners that after every single Cowboys loss. Which there's many Mitch, of. Mitch, there's only, in the playoffs. there's only three. No, but in the playoffs, it's okay. like oh, a yeah. tradition. The, yeah, it, it really is. It, this year's going to be different. Usually though. to the 49ers. I, I don't want to Just you're two and a half games back in the division. You're going to be a wild card team and you're going to lose second round. All right, boys. Oh. Um, yeah, this is not a, this, this yeah, this is 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 not the Bears show. beat. This is uh, Yeah, this is heavy hitters, I, I think. <laughs> Coming up next. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> So, two games, knee predictions. Tiffin, Slipper Rock Boys, who do we got? Tiffin. Tiffin. Actually, uh, all right, I'll go last. Josh, <laughs> I, I didn't like next? that noise, James. <laughs> James sounds unsure. Jack? Next? Ja- no, Jack, you got it. All right, yeah, give me Slipper Rock. Give me Rock. Oh, man. Wow. Come on. All right, Josh, who do you have? Who do you have? I, I said give me Rock. Two Rocks, one Tiffin. James, leave me on an island, please. I want to I prove everybody <sighs> I- right. Hate Slippery Rock. I do not want to play them in the regional championship. <laughs> we just made them our, you know what, dude? Whoa, 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 whoa! We can totally take them in in the next round. I'm gonna go with Tiffin. Yeah. Okay. Because he's smart. All okay. right. Okay. Tiffin handles this one. It, it's at it's at Tiffin right there. Still home field yeah, the advantage. One seed. All right. So yeah, give me Tiffin in this one. The home field advantage. Slippery Rock. You know. Uh, Tiffin's so good. No. I, just I, think I think they're good, but not as Tiffin good as Tiffin is a team Rock. that can learn from the film Kutztown put down on Slippery Rock. You have to have a certain team, though, to execute that. I think Tiffin's got them boys. I'm not saying Tiffin can't. I just think, look, Slippery Rock, you saw it with Shepard. They lost to IUP in the PSC title game last year. They went on a run to the regional semis or to the regional final. Um, give, give, me, give, me, give me Slippery Rock. I think it's a very same destiny thing. Yeah, I definitely think. I mean, even they said in the prediction show, this is Slipper Rock's region to win. I don't agree with that, but I think they move on one more and then could sound beat some next round. I definitely think that. All right, uh, Kutztown, Charleston. Give me Kutztown. James? Kutztown. Jack. I'm going with the Bears in a tight one. I will add to the sweep. We got four Golden Bears picks. Did you guys know it's the Golden Eagles versus the Golden Bears? And both of their slogans are, it's good to be golden. Fun fact. That's good to know. By the way, fun fact. Did you you know one of the the, uh, best storylines around one of the first round games was uh, Delta State in West Florida? Uh, Delta State lost five of their last six against West Florida going to that first round matchup. Uh, But the Statesmen got revenge on the Argos, 49-14. Wow. Uh, That's State. domination right yeah. there. They lost five of their last six times uh, against West Florida, but they absolutely <clears throat> give a beatdown in the first round. So good for Delta State. By the way, can't wait to touch that trophy tomorrow, field hockey. 
Yeah, that's that's gonna be cool. That yeah. that is gonna be cool. But, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Did I see how many favorites though won in the first round of the NCAA tournament? I think there was only like two upsets. Uh, in football? Yeah. It's only Central Washington yeah. and uh, Bemidji State were the only two teams. So the two really? and three. Of course, the two seed and three seed in Colorado School of Mines region get bounced out Unbelievable. So they, they, if they beat Augustana, they're going to play the, the six or the seven in the, uh, in the, in the uh, regional finals. Break, school, that, school of Mines I have winning it all this year. So did I. So all right. I. So what's the hype around them? Give me, give me some feedback there. The, the, just every year they always win. It, it's it's literally the same storyline every single year. James, I, I hate it. James, they made the uh, semis, I believe, last year. Uh, actually, no, I think they made the final and lost to Ferris State. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I always thought Ferris State was like the team of di- like they. They were. They it. are. They won back to back. How's Ferris State doing this year? They've got bounced in the first round by Grand Valley State. Bummer. I I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's uh, School of Mines to win it all this year because I mean, yeah, just, School of Mines lost to Ferris in the, in the uh, NCAA final last year. Uh, I yeah, I think it's School of Mines to take. This team put up seventy plus points in their last two games of the season. I mean, they're unreal. One of the best quarterbacks in the country, and their defense is top ten as well. They in allow each less of their than 10 last two or total. That is inc- that no. is insane. So yeah, their yeah. last two regular season games, they put up seventy three and eighty. Oh my goodness! I'm taking yeah. the Bears. They have yeah yeah they, give me the yeah, Bears. They have give the, me the they Bears. Have, they have the best quarterback I think in Division two. Um, and their defense is top ten in scoring allowed per game. So it's not just an offensive dynamo. The team's complete. I think it's School of Mines to lose. Um, but I think Grand Valley State could go on a run here too. I think they might represent that subregion. I don't know possibility. I'm not gonna put my stamp on that, but I think that's. Who you got representing this region? Oh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Puts down. Depends on where the games are played. That's the thing. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Is there, yes. There, is there still home field advantage for next round? Yes. Poss- so honestly, we're hoping Slippy Rock wins because that yes. means yeah, we are. Yeah. I just don't think they will. So I don't know. If I had to predict the regions, I'd say give me uh. G- give me Kutztown. Give yeah. me Valdosta State as a three. I really love uh, what that program holds there. Oh, yeah. Either they can beat Delta State. Uh, give me School of Mines and then give me uh, Grand Valley. No, I'm going to go with the offense of Central Missouri, possibly. Wow. Maybe as a four. I don't wow, know. That's I think, an upset. I so think are they, they both in that sneak. same sub region? You think they beat Harding this round? I think they could. The okay. Is, Harding is weird. They run the triple option, so. Like, like they're just so focused on the rush. And Central Missouri is such a you know type of air raid offense. I think anyway. They can, I mean they can run it efficiently too. I don't know. That's just my loose predictions. But I like it, Jack. Josh, I I I, I do. You I don't know. I think yeah, cuts Jack, down. Hard, Josh, we gotta go. Cuts down Harding, Benedict, School Mind. I think that's who goes final four. But James, any final thoughts? Go Bears. Go Bears. Go Bears. Thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of the Bears Beat right here on the Radio Voice. Could say versus Kara Kutztown, and a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours.